Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ohio for Jesus podcast, hosted by the Assemblies of God Ohio Ministry Network. Here at the Ohio Ministry Network, we are committed to developing leaders to multiply disciples of Jesus by the Spirit's power. Each episode of our podcast focuses on an area of ministry that drives us closer to accomplishing this purpose. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Ohio for Jesus podcast. My name is Al Yano and I am the church multiplication director for the Ohio Ministry Network. And it's my honor to be the host of today's podcast along with this beautiful young woman sitting next to me, my lovely wife, Paris Yano. And let me introduce you, Paris. Tell us what your role is with the network. My role is I'm the director of Father's Heart. Uh, for the Ohio Ministry Network office. So you might be saying, what does church multiplication and Father's Heart have to do with each other? Besides the fact that we're married together, it has a lot to do because today we're talking about engaging the community. And one of the greatest needs across our nation and specifically across our state, it's a need in every single community is vulnerable children. So Paris, let's talk a little bit. We'll get to our history as a family, but let's talk a little bit of why you started and Ohio Ministry Network. Why did we start Father's Heart? Well, we started Father's Heart. Uh, Pastor John Wooten um, approached me about it because there is such a huge need right here in Ohio. We have 16,000 kids in our foster care system And sadly, we only have 7,000 licensed foster homes Mm. for these kids. So there's a huge deficit, you know, and then just statistics show kids aging out of foster care, they end up, a large percentage of them ended up being sex trafficked, involved in sex trafficking. They end up homeless in prison. And so it's a huge need in our communities across Ohio. That's why Father's Heart was started. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and the past year, you know, how has COVID uh, kind of snowballed the need for foster families and foster care ministry? Yeah. Right, yes. Because a lot of the... Uh, kids come into care because of teachers reporting them um, as being abused or neglected. And so with COVID, with uh, families having to stay home for a long amount of time, a lot of kids weren't being reported. And then when schools open back up, they have a flood of kids coming into the foster care system. Mm, So yeah, this complication of you know, people that would normally observe kids being abused. And then the fact that these kids are at home all the time within their abusive situations uh, can be pretty lethal. And so we really need churches to step up into it. Now, we named the ministry Father's Heart. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how we got that name and what's the purpose of Father's Heart. Right. Well, we all know that the heart of our Heavenly Father is for the fatherless, the orphan, the widow, the foreigner. And we see in Psalms 68, 6, it says he is a father to the fatherless and he puts the lonely in families. This is our Heavenly Father's heart. And that's where we got the name Father's Heart, because it truly is our Father's heart. And as believers, 
we should also have that heart, the heart of our Father. And Father's Heart, the whole uh, mission of Father's Heart is to connect children, I mean, connect Christians to care for vulnerable children and families. So we want to connect the church, connect Christians to care for vulnerable children and families. Yeah, good. And so I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. And, and oftentimes when churches think about uh, foster care ministry, um, they think that they're, you know, volunteering for a certain thing. But really, you have a whole plethora of ways that churches can connect with this yes. valuable ministry. And let me just say this. Foster care and caring for orphans is really the responsibility of the church, isn't it? Yes. And it's not like it's optional. It's just as important as the Great Commission. It is the Great Commission. Right. So what are, what, are, what are some ways that churches, you can connect churches to help vulnerable children? Right. A lot of times uh, people think, oh, foster care ministry, I don't want to be a foster parent, so you know, I can't be involved in that. But that's a misconception because really Father's Heart and uh, foster care ministry goes beyond being a foster parent. It can start with prevention. We want biological families who are at risk to stay together. We want them to be healthy and whole. So churches can help with that. They can help prevent in the pr prevention area. We can help biological families that are at risk by helping them stay together, providing parenting classes, providing that material supports if that's what's needed. Uh, then there's also the intervention mm -hmm. where we do need foster parents for kids that have been uh, taken away from their biological parents due to abuse or neglect and abandonment. So we need those foster families and adoptive families that will intervene. And then um, lastly, we need also families that will connect. They will adopt a child or they'll connect to a teenager aging out of the foster care system to help them, mentor them, and just kind of be that support to them. So there's a lot of different ways that mm, uh, churches right. can get involved. You can get involved with material things, just providing uh, material things for foster parents, like diapers and meals and things like that. So there's a lot of different ways. You know, my thing is everyone can do something. Everyone can do something. You know, and that's kind of like our story. You know, when we became foster parents, we knew that God was calling us to someday adopt children. We worked in the inner city. Several of the kids that were in our ministry lived with us for periods of time, and then we became official foster parents and eventually adopted three children. That was our calling, but it wasn't necessarily everyone's calling. Right. But it, tell them a little bit about how we were able to take that journey because right. our kids had some great needs and yes. we had very busy lives and mm -hmm. it wasn't an easy road. So right. tell them a little bit about how. Absolutely. I mean, we were pastoring a church. I was working full time at a nonprofit running that. We had six kids. So you can imagine our lives were pretty busy yeah. and there's no way we would have been able to foster or adopt kids without the support we received from the community and from our church. I had We had people praying for us on a weekly basis, praying for our family. That was huge. Yeah. We yeah. had families that would say, hey, I know you've had a stressful week. Let me bring you a meal. 
That was huge. Just having that that meal where I didn't have to come home from work and think, oh, I got six kids I got to help with homework and I got to prepare dinner and then we got to get to church or whatever, you know, that was huge. Um, We had uh, people that babysat for us consistently. Mm -hmm. We had people that even did respite for us so that we could get away and get refreshed and rejuvenated. So without that support, there's no way we could have done it. I remember we even have people bring us Christmas like mm-hmm. they would bring Christmas for our whole family, yeah. including our foster kids, and just do amazing stuff like that. Right. It was such a such a breath of fresh air. So, you know, what we're trying to tell churches is many churches are like, you know, I'm hesitant to to kind of jump into this without, you know, praying about is this part of our vision? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to a church like that? I would say, you know what, just look at your church. Every church is different. And there's things in your church that you are great at. You might have a great care committee that takes care of people that are in the hospital and when they come out of the hospital. And you know what? Just think, like, how can that, how can our strength minister to foster children, foster families, or kids aging out of the foster care system? Uh, So just just think about what you're strong at and how can we use our strength to impact those kids? I know one church in, in Canfield, Ohio, right. they had some kids coming from a group home to their church. What was the name of that church? Let's give them some props. Rush. Rush, Rush church, church in Canfield. Pastor Jim and Jill Barton. Yes. So they had some, some kids coming from a group home, a teenage group home. And one of the people at their church actually worked at that group home. Well, that church decided this is going to be our project. This is what we're good at. We are going to connect with these young ladies that are coming here. We're going to provide mentors for them. We're going to adopt this group home and these girls. And wouldn't you know that a family, We I went to their church, we spoke, and after church, they had a meeting for anybody who would be interested. And a couple went to the meeting, and they told me later they didn't even know why they were there, but I think Pastor Jim asked them to come, and they're thinking, what are we doing here, right? right. And so this family, they ended up uh, taking in a young lady, just mentoring and be, being a friend to her and getting a relationship with her. Well, I think less than a year later, this family has now um, adopted her into their home, not officially yet, but uh, she they have full custody of her. Mm-hmm. She's in their home. She's their daughter. And it's just amazing how that progressed. Yeah. So there's some takeaways from that is you, you had a pastor who, who saw a need in his community. He took a step and said, hey, let's just bring them to church, give them a church. But then he just did something real simple. He said, let's have an awareness meeting. Let's bring Paris in. She'll talk about foster care. She'll pray about uh, the foster care issue. And then we'll have a, a basically, it was an information meeting, right? Right. And yeah. uh, you know what? He took a bold step. And there was a family there that didn't even want to be there mm-hmm. and ended up being like this great advocate for foster care. They adopted, they're adopting this girl. And tell them about the next phase of what God's doing through them. Yeah, so God was working on their hearts, and Marcy, the 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 mom, uh, she said God started working on her heart and gave her a whole vision for Moab Home, which is a nonprofit which she started, 
and it's for uh, kids aging out of the foster care system, for them to have a home to go to that has uh, uh, parents and churches that will that will sponsor these homes. Yeah. And so she yeah. has a whole ministry now that, that is being started because of just <laughs> right. uh, going to that informational meeting. It all started there, but it's yeah. amazing. And I think it's just finding out, you know, what the need is. For instance, let's let's jump to the, the Christmas project as another just big win. So like you you were working with the church that had a burden for teens in the foster care system. That was one church, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, they found out that there were how many teens in the Ohio foster care system? Oh, wow. There were over 5,000 teens in the foster care system. 5,000 teens. Yeah. And then, and then you guys kind of set it as a goal. Wouldn't it be nice to buy uh, Christmas gift cards for these yeah. teens and try to get churches from around the state to partner up? Right. And I remember you keeping me up late at night. <laughs> Because she's like, I don't know how we're going to do this. We need $5,025 gift cards. That's a lot of money. I added it up on the, on the, on the computer. It was a lot of money. A lot you of were money. panicking. But tell them how the church came together and made it happen. God is so good. Yeah. So we ended up getting over 12,000 12, gift cards 000. so that every team got at least two $25 And how many churches cards. were involved? We had at least... 65 churches involved in this process. And, yeah. and the cool thing about it is not only did churches get involved, but like they got to be the hero yeah. to, to their community. So tell them a little bit about like how like in Cleveland, they had so many, but they weren't able to collect them all. But we right. were able to subsidize. Go, you tell right. the story. Yeah. So, not, right. so some communities like Cleveland had way more teens than other communities. But it was so awesome that across the state, we had communities that had a smaller amount of teens collect more than enough, and so they were able to share them with some of the counties that were coming up short. So we were able to cover the whole state of Ohio by working together and sharing uh, the gift cards that came in. So that was so yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. In fact, so the takeaway for me, now that was awesome in and of itself, but the takeaway for me is that phrase you just said, more than enough. Yes. You know, God does something when we work together and address things that are close to his heart, that there's more than enough. So there I want you to speak yes. on that for a minute. Well, I just think, boy, if we could bring in more than enough gift cards, I know that we can come up with more than enough foster and adoptive homes for these kids who need it. We have over uh, close to 4,000 kids in Ohio that are just waiting for an adoptive home. For an adoptive home, plus 16,000 in foster care. Right, uh -huh. and I just know that the church has more than enough for that. And you think, well, how can we, how can we do that? And I just think if we just are continually bringing that awareness to our people yeah, in our churches, yeah. if we just continually bring that up, I know that God is tugging on people's hearts to be foster and adoptive parents. Yeah, and we'll tell that one story in just a minute about the church that had the prayer cards. But I think it'd be really cool to just share kind of like your strategy of helping churches. Where do they on-ramp? You know, like, like where do we start? How do we get on-ramped onto this process? And right. tell us a little bit about that. Right. You know, there's so many different ways to, to get involved. And one way was the gift card project, right? 
But there's other ways. You can... So one way is just like do a project. Do a project, yes. Okay. One way is do a project. Meet That's some, not a deep commitment. That's just right. a little... Okay. Just a one-time commitment. Or meet some material needs that foster parents might have or uh, the, the foster care agencies might have. Another way is that you actually recruit foster families and adoptive families from your church. But that's not enough. That's a little deeper. That's a little deeper, but that's not enough because they say 50% of foster families will drop out within the first year because it's very mm. difficult. Mm -hmm. But if they have a church support system around them, 90% mm -hmm. will stay doing it for years and years. So we have to raise up foster parents, that's, that's a way, but then also put a care community around that foster family. And that looks like people babysitting for them, people bringing them meals. And you know what? We have a training yep. for this. If your church is interested in this, we have the perfect training that will give you step-by-step -step, uh, instructions on how to form a care community. Yeah, that's really cool. So what I hear you saying is like entry-level stuff here, you know, on-ramp by just doing some projects. And there's right. such a plethora of things you can talk to Paris about from like adopting a child care agency, right? Mm -hmm. um, adopting a vulnerable family. Uh, and then the second commitment is the secret sauce, really, that you guys at Father's Heart really equip people for. That's that wraparound service. And what do you call that? A care community, right? Care community. And you really need to learn because, like she said, you can literally just use the ministries in your church to wrap around. You don't have to create anything. You could take, like, your small groups, and a small group can adopt a family. And you can have, like, four or five small groups adopt, like, one every every month or something like that, or they can rotate every year, and creative things you can do. That's the secret sauce. Right. Um, the big, you know, the big commitment though is it's great to do a project, and the support system is definitely needed, but we're asking God also to send foster families, mm -hmm. and adoptive families. That's a little intimidating sometimes for a pastor, but let's just wrap this episode up with saying, hey, but God. But God. You, if you just let God take yeah. care of it and tell the story about the prayer cards. And I think that that's a right. but God moment yeah. right there. So last year um, we had, and I think it was 2019, we had Stand Sunday. And that's a great awareness event for every church to do is a Stand Sunday. And that's in November. It's the okay. second Sunday in November. Well, a church here in Ohio did a Stand Sunday, Adventure Church, mm -hmm. and they passed out prayer cards. They were bookmarks that had pictures of kids in Ohio that were waiting to be adopted. Mm -hmm. Well, one young lady got that bookmark and she grew up in a family where her parents were foster parents. Mm. And so she went to the website on the, the bookmarker and started looking at all the kids in Ohio that were waiting to be adopted. And she came across a teenager that used to be her foster brother. Oh he was a young, cool. a young boy in their home when she was growing up. And do you know that she is in the process of adopting this young man now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, that is cool. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're going to pray for foster kids, it's dangerous prayer. That's dangerous <laughs> prayers right there. And we're going to, we'll just wrap this up with me telling a story. 
I remember one day we were invited to a banquet. We had already adopted two children. We had five kids at the time. We got invited to this banquet for foster kids. Yeah. And they asked us to pray. Uh, who would pray daily for these children? They, they brought the kids up and they shared their testimonies and told their story. And Paris and I made a commitment to pray for this young man named Jaquan. And uh, Paris yeah. prayed more than I did. I should have prayed more, but she prayed for Jaquan every day for a year that God would give him a forever family. And I remember one day somebody calling us up and saying, hey, would you do respite for a weekend uh, for one of our teens? We said, we could do respite. And so the, they knocked on the door and we opened the door yeah. and standing right there in our living room was Jay Kwan. That's right. And, and he came in that day and what happened after that? He became our son, he, he stayed forever. <laughs> Forever family. So you never know. Yeah. So we're we're quite we're quite blessed. So uh, that's it for now. You know, we want to talk to you more about engaging the community, specifically foster kid ministry, vulnerable children ministry, ways you can get involved. How can they reach you, Paris? Right. Uh, you can reach me at uh, at piano at ohioministry.net. You can also go to the website, which is fathers heartohio.com fathersheartohio.com well that's just a snapshot of what god's doing in community engagement and the ohio for jesus podcast we thank you to our guest the lovely parish yano and i definitely married up and we just want to thank you for paying attention and learning a little bit we just pray that god would use you to care for orphans and widows to be a father and a mother to the fatherless and the motherless god bless you Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Ohio for Jesus podcast. Make sure to click subscribe so you can stay up to date on our latest episodes. And remember, Ohio for Jesus, all things are possible. <laughs>